What's your story? Each month, I'm going to be taking a particular person who has accomplished things in their life just so they can tell you their story from beginning to end. I think it's very important for us to tell our own story. People sometimes see where you are in life, but they don't know how you got there. They don't know the work and everything that you had to go through to be able to get to where you are in life. So the first person that I have, I met him on Clubhouse. I was honored to be on the panel with you. How are you doing, Mac Drama? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing great because I'm here talking to you. Hello, Queens and Queens and Kings watching this interview. Um, I'm blessed just to be able to talk to another human being every day is a blessing. Thank you for asking. How are you Thank doing? I'm doing pretty good. So we met through Clubhouse. I've been telling everybody Clubhouse is a great way to be able to meet people. That was a very long night. That was, I yes, think it was. I was there for like five thirty. <laughs> And shout out to Brandon Jarrell. He asked me to be on the panel. Always speaks highly of me and stuff like that. Salute to Brandon. So this um segment, I want to actually let you tell your story and stuff like that. Um, some people may may not know your whole journey, but they're going to learn it today. So tell us about the beginnings. Tell us about how you grew up and things that helped mold you into the man you are today. Well, um. I grew up in a household that was surrounded by people who did not look like us. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up in a very exclusive Hasidic Jewish community. Oh. And they treated my family as one of their own. We was uh, one of three non-Hasidic Jewish families. And um, up until I was about 12, I say 11 or 12, I thought I was Jewish. And there was a lady who lived next to her to us who watched all the kids, because all everybody had, had parents who worked. My dad was an engineer, my mom was an educator. And um, the lady would watch everyone's kids. Guess what her last name was? What? Gerber. What? Yes. Mrs. Gerber was my babysitter. And How um, many kids was she watching? It was about, <laughs> on a given day, it could be from six to 12, but I was her favorite. <laughs> Well, we need more people like that in the communities too, mm -hmm. because they're leaving these babies in cars and leaving yeah. them home like that. So, well, pretty and those type of communities, they look out for each other, you know. Yeah. And so, um, we we got included, and um, she even uh wrote a uh uh illustration a book, um, not by her name, but pseudo name, on uh, what do you call it uh uh, but you. Oh, I got brain freeze. Uh, she wrote a book regarding uh, teaching me how to, you know, potty because I was a difficult case. Oh, I should okay. run behind the door and do number two. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that my boys. I always hear little boys. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time doing that. So pretty much, she was there for all of the kids, and pretty much everybody yes. parents. We hear that a lot because mm -hmm. parents got to go out and make a living. Like, did she make an impact on your life? Oh, uh, uh, very much so. Um. If you know anything about Jewish culture, because of the Holocaust, they are really some determined people. Um, mm -hmm. During the civil rights, they were really aligned with ours. Then they went that way and ours, me went that way. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. But um, well, I was, but I was a baby. Um, my mom actually met a Dr. Martin Luther King once. Anyway, um, uh, 
growing up in that community, I felt safe and secured. I never noticed that I looked different than everybody. I just, no one asked me, no one commented. It wasn't until I went around my own people that mm. I realized the difference. I walk different, I talk different, I dress different. And my own people tease me. And for mm. a long time, I had an identity crisis. I got to a point when I was 16, my parents sent me to the East Coast uh, to a prep school um, because I was became unruly. I joined a street gang. And um, uh, they called me OG because I'm a real OG in the streets. And yeah. um, uh, I got caught with a gun while I was in 10th grade and I got shipped to the East Coast. Anyway, um, uh, I found out that even though my own people teased me, I had an edge on them. It's called education. Because I was around highly intelligent people and, that, and, and kids saturate that. And mm -hmm. I was around my own people. I'm not saying they were dumb. They weren't exposed to what I was exposed. So okay. I like telling story. I didn't have the toughest fist or the sharpest aim, mm -hmm. but I had this. Come on, I like no that. No one in the room could stand up to me. I will, mm -hmm. I'll thank you, I'll smart you any day and even on a Sunday. And so I rose in the level of the streets because I encountered all kinds of resistance. But right. I was respected because I kept coming back. I wasn't scared. And I don't want to say this word. I wasn't no P-U-N-K. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I kept coming back. Then I, I learned respect. And then the, my enemies became my protectors. And so, uh -huh. and so I, I, I joined the gang. And this is the funny part. Yeah. Um, I joined the Notorious Bloods because there was a, a dance at the time. We're talking about in the 70s. In yeah. a, almost the late 70s, mid 70s, there's a dance called pop locking. We call it bopping. And um, mm -hmm. I, wanted to, to, I wanted to learn it. And the only ones who did it were the gangsters. And so <laughs> the bloods were smoother than the crips. So <laughs> I became one of the first bloods because of that, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, in my area. And um, back then, there was no crack. There was no guns. Wow. You know, it was just a neighborhood. You know, just a bully thing, really. Mm -hmm. You know, people were scared, and they wanted to be in cliques. And then um, I went to the East Coast, and because I stood out, I had the curl, the Jerry curl, and mm -hmm. the movie Colors came out. They put me on the pedestal, and I could dance, talk different. And right. um, I, I just, I went from bad to worse. And another thing I need to mention, I'm a Latino. I'm a Black Latino. So, okay. so, in a, it, so when I got transported to the East Coast, that's when crack was just not coming out. It just started hitting the West Coast, Due to the manipulation of the of the CIA, through the to the to one of my brothers, Freeway Rick Ross, the real Freeway, salute to the um to the uh the the um rapper I know him too, but the real Rick Ross, they manipulate him to bring the crack cocaine into Los Angeles, Oakland, Seattle, and other eastern seaboards, and western seaboards, and spread like a virus. And uh, um, it's ironic that crack came and they penalized people. Now there's the crystal mess, which is a pandemic people don't know about among everybody, especially the white community, it's a health hazard. Right. I want people to think about that. I'm not here to be political, but no, I want I, the truth. I, and, so, I, I, um, and so for a while, uh, because I'm black and speak Spanish, I was a go-between. I mean, I should do trips. I lived in Mexico for a while. I should go to Colombia. I should work with some of the most notorious people. People, this is before I even became known as OG Mac Drama. I had other names. Um, uh, and so I was, I was instrumental in, in drug trafficking, but, um, cause I was smart. I knew how to get away with it. Yes, I am one of the ones who got away. 
And um, I'm going to tell a story that a lot of people don't know. Uh, when I started rising in power in the streets, there were two OG Macs. OG Mac drama and OG Mac. One was black and the other was me. I'm going to show you something. On my chest, a tattoo on the it says Pyru. Uh, in, 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 in jail, I used to get arrested all the time. And I, yeah. they'd say, are you in the gang? I said, no, it was Peru, because I spoke Spanish. Yeah. The other Mac, he, he actually doing 50 years of life in the most notorious prison in America, in Denver, Colorado. They say he's a rat and a snitch. I don't think so, because he never introduced the fact that there was two Macs out there running streets. Wow. If that evidence would have been introduced in, in, into his trial, it was never done. He could, he could claim mistrial. I know the law, by the way. That's why I wow. stay out of it. Anyway, um, so uh, I, I, I tell you this to tell you how this is something we must never waste. Right. Never, never. I push education. Um, it, it, without it, we are nothing. Forget demanding equality. Get mm -hmm. educated. Hey, they have to give it to you. Exactly. And you're just as smart, if not smarter than them. People right. don't realize that. It's not the power of the pen. It's not the power of the gun. It's the power of the mind. Yes, because when you, when you, I always tell my daughter this. I know I preach to her about how important reading and math is. Yes. Like, tell her, like, yeah, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, but I want you to be smart. You can go far, mm. far, far when you are very intelligent. Mm. You know how to talk your way into out of situations. Because I'm very, very charismatic, very witty. I can talk my way out of anything. Out of speeding oh, we, we can relate. <laughs> let, me let me tell you something. I got caught in a drive-by shooting once. Mm -hmm. I got to knock down to this early conduct because of the bullet holes in my car. Self-defense. <laughs> I got caught in a stolen car. Fresh, I stole it. And, and I told the cop, I was on the way to a funeral of one of my close friends who was like a son. <laughs> I told him the truth. He said, man, I got to believe your story. I took it from somebody who knew, knew us. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. there. And the cop said, look, I'll give you a warning. I'm going to drive away. And what I see, I don't know. How many people did that happen to? <laughs> now, I said, now, I said, yeah, he said, he said, you know the car is stolen. I said, yes, it is. He looked, I said, well, let me tell you. And <laughs> the person with me, who was the boyfriend of the girl who poured the car stolen, he was so high, he saw a cop and panic and ran in the in the gas station. I was surprised the cop ain't come out with guns. Right. I, I talked to him and I looked him straight in the eye and I explained my story. I said, I gotta get to this funeral. I apologized what was going on. You know, I didn't snitch or nothing. I said, yeah, I took it. And so um, I, I say that to, to say um, people are humans and there's a such thing as empathy. You mm -hmm. got to learn how to connect with a person. Right. And I, got, I got out of death situations. Plenty of times I've been accosted by what back then was enemy, my own kind, genocide we was doing. And I walked, talked my way out of it. No lie. Right. Um, so uh, during that time, I got involved in the drug trade going backwards. Um, uh, I've been shot nine times. Yeah, we're gonna get. I'm gonna ask you, like, what was a part in your life <laughs> where it kind of threw you off the course? So you just pretty much talked about getting shot. Like, tell us about that. Like, oh my god. Um, the first time I got shot four times in my legs, and um, it was a setup to someone I knew from the enemy side. One thing I never did was when I was in a gang, I never used my gang membership in the members for my criminal activity. That's why I've never been hit with Rico. Never, mm. I've been smart. I use the enemies, but I don't command them. They was just getting money with me. You know, right. I smart. Anyway, yeah. um, and I was set up by somebody who's actually related to me, which mm. is crazy. 
Um, oh, I'm about to say that. No one can get to usually the, the, your worst enemy standing right next to you. Because your real enemy, you see them a mile away mm-hmm. and, you, and you plan to avoid them. But the, it's the mm-hmm. ones you don't know that you sleep on. And I'll get further into that. Um, mm-hmm. I've been shot three times in my arm. That was a humbug. I got caught in the middle of a, of a, of a, of a war between parties that had nothing to do with me. Well, somebody's with had something to do with it. But the most worst one was when I got shot twice in my head. Execution oh my. style. Oh, man. Hit of a car, point blank with one of my own guns by my left. You know, you have your right hand man? Mm-hmm. By my right hand man. Sold me out. And um, uh, I survived it. But my left hand man, who's with me, they both, he died. And um, mm-hmm. this is in New York. Uh, I remember Mayor Giuliani sent the chief of police to my bedside in the hospital because they heard what happened. It was a I got robbed for a lot of money that wasn't mine, but you know, I was the go between for some uh, trafficking stuff. And so a war had, had brewed into the streets. I mean, war, West Coast people coming to New York. It was crazy. And I, I just played dumb and stupid. And, um, but he sent the police chief to my bedside, asked for peace. You know, I played dumb. Anyway, um, uh, through that, a lot of people got hurt. Um, I'll, I'll tell you something off camera because Someone got hurt that there's statute of limitations. I didn't do it, but through interaction, it may cause something to happen. You know what I mean? There's right. no statute of limitations in homicide. Not telling myself I didn't do it, but someone right. did it because they were loyal to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, and, and that story touched my heart. That really changed me because uh, the innocent life was lost. But right. um, uh, so uh, through all this, I've all been educated. See how I'm dressed now? Right. I used to go to gang meetings dressed like this. With a Louis Vuitton briefcase. I was never that thug look. Only time I dressed like that because they expect West Coast people to wear dickies and, and yeah. have um those are like khaki pants that have Chuck Taylors, you know, the uh, all-star tennis shoes on. You know, I did it because that's what the, that's what they watch on colors. That never was my look though. I've always I am from I'm from the Northwest. I've always been dressed the best, you know what I mean? Like I am, you know. Okay. I was taught to dress real sharp and I still do. So anyway, um uh I, I was in college. Um uh, I went to law school, dropped out. Uh, I got a computer degree. Um, I should run. I should. I should run banks, and I rob banks and got away with it. Not by the hand, <laughs> but by this. Okay. Right. No statute of limitations is done, so I can tell you that part. But um, I'm not trying to brag about crime. It was. It's your story. Yeah. It's it's my story because if you look at gentrification. We didn't bring, well, I did bring crack to the community, <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I actually went to Columbia to bring it, but most people in America, African-Americans, don't have no coca plants. They don't have no, um, you know, they don't have the, the infrastructure to make the drugs. They just have the clientele. And because, mm-hmm. because of draconian laws, um, because of um, welfare reform, our community oppressed racism, so what do people do when they got nothing else to do? They drink. Drugs mm-hmm. is another form of drinking. There's it's no so- worse drug than alcohol. I do not drink. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't do drugs no more. <laughs> okay? Right. Um, but um, what can I say? Uh, so uh, through all that, I learned that I could connect with people. And I learned that we're all alike, even your worst enemies. Mm-hmm. I've been to jail plenty of times, never been to prison. Cause I don't, I don't plea bargain. I fight, and I, I had to, whatever you could think of. I've been charged with. As a kid, 
Yeah, yeah, you know, but jail is worse than prison, believe it or not, um, because you don't have no your 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 closed case. You, you don't know what you're going on when you're in prison. At least you know there's daylight at the end. Okay. In jail, you don't know. I face some charges where I will be gone for life, but I'm here. So um, so um, uh, what was the peak of your life like? What was the moment in your life because? Let's talk about your career and stuff like that. You have had peaks in your life. So what was the peak moment in your life? This is the I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. Because um, it's all, the streets is interlaced with the Wall Street part of me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I live both worlds. Um, uh, I had a daughter of mine who was kidnapped at 14. Oh, God. Now, now, I've always tried to live a straight life, but I always went back to the streets because I see, I, I, there's little homies, we call them little homies in the streets, will tell mm-hmm. you once for Mac drama, they'd be lost because I couldn't turn my backs on them because they were me. They right. didn't have this. Right. I, I should never have been in no gang. I didn't come from, my mom was never on crack. My dad was in a prison. I don't come from, the, I didn't grow up in the projects. I came from a privileged life. I chose it. And there's a lot of kids who come from good families, but they live in an urban environment. It's either get down or lay down. I couldn't abandon them. And let me tell you something. Uh, I had a daughter kidnapped when she was 14. FBI got involved, the police. Guess who got her back? You did? Exactly. Exactly. From Boston to Miami. She was kidnapped by some sex slavers. That's all I can tell you. We got her back. She's 38 now, my best friend. Four degrees, two double masters. And she'll tell you, that experience does not define her. It's a chapter of her life. Exactly. We call her yeah. Mac Pretty, by the way. That's my baby. Anyway, um, oh, she put me through hell though. <laughs> Thirteen to seventeen, having daughters is the worst. Um, my lover dearly, my best friend, and I got a, my youngest daughter. Oh, she, she's doing good too, but she just like me, so we, wing me. <laughs> she's good. She's gonna be an oral surgeon. But um, that was a pivotal point in me. That's one reason why I will never deny being the blood, because they got back my baby, and right. um. But it made me realize uh, something got to be changed. I can't be, I had to choose the streets of my family. Mm-hmm. So I chose my family. Um, right. 9-11 came, I uprooted, we moved down, down south. That didn't work out, so, and I'm back here, back west. And um, I was minding my own business. Then one day, my, that same daughter, hey, dad. And I said, it all. And I'm going to be on a Walker Flocker video. I'm like, I watched the book, book, what? <laughs> She said, Waka Flocka, he claimed your hood. Elm Street Pyro. You know, mm. Elm Blues Mob. I was like, so? That don't mean nothing. But, but then she said East Coast. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm quote unquote, the founder of the East Coast faction of the West Coast Bloods, no matter what hood. Anyway, because mm-hmm. I was the one at the top of the food chain. The other right. Mac is the East Coast found, founder of the Eastern Division of East Coast. It was, I mean, people don't know, me and him used to be so cool. Until he tried to kill me twice. So, oh man, <laughs> yeah, the streets are the streets are grimy. He, I ain't saying right. try. He planned. He plotted. You know, but he never got to excuse. I'd be dead because he, you know, I was on his turf in New York. You know, I had influence, but he really ran the streets more than we did. We were just growing. Anyway, right. um, so uh, I said okay, but I said um, he's from the East Coast. She said she said he's living on the corner from his Queens. With Frenchie, no more just come by. I said, okay. But he's in Atlanta now. I said, I'm not in touch with him. So I let it go. Then I created a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. At MacDrama1017. I got it to this day. 
And within a, within like 24 hours of me creating it, I got a, someone hit me up. You know, I, someone hit me up on Twitter. What's your phone number? Is this DOG Mac Drama? I said, yeah, I'm very, I'm very personable. I gave my number. Mac, it's me, Frenchie. And Woo the Kid is Walker Fogger, brother. What up, big <laughs> homie? I said, oh, snap. And uh, this was in 2009 when, when the British Squad was just starting out. Gucci and Flocka. They flew me out to the East Coast to be on tour. It was in the Walker Flocker Heart and Paint tour. Now, I was only supposed to have my 15 minutes. Basically, I was brought on board to bring their street cred, because people didn't think they was really, quote, unquote, real bloods. And, but right. my name was known in the streets. I was already infamous before I got famous. Right. Well, if I am famous, maybe in my own world. Anyway, um, that doesn't matter to me. Anyway, so uh, they flew me out there. Hey, y'all, let me give you the 411 on Meraki Kalan. Meraki Kalan has cosmetics, waist beads, custom bracelets, and apparel so many great items for you to choose from and my favorite is the vegan based lip gloss use code kayla411 to get 10 percent off right now treated me with honor respect and then packed me back remember we, how we started off the interview this has all been my greatest tool right i made my 15 minutes here we are today talking to you right but we are in 2021 that was 2009 so mm -hmm. um, I say this to tell you what, what I've done. I, I, first, I didn't know nothing about the music business. I just knew right. OG Mac Drama. I was riding that wave, you know? <laughs> and then I brought in people who I grew up with, who went to college, who were business, who were entrepreneurs, and they helped me structure. My best friend, Stevie J, the consultant, rest in peace. Not mm -hmm. the Stevie J, the other one from Atlanta. I know him too. Um, yeah. He was an enterprise solution expert in IT, information technology. And he was a... a a consultant to Microsoft, Google, Yahoo, F5, REM. Wow. He went to the Sorbonne Institute, Du Paris. That's in France. It's like the Harvard of France. Oh, by the way, I speak Spanish, French, German, Italian, Portuguese, Swahili, uh, some Urdu, some Gujarati, wow. some Polish, some some um, Russian, a little bit Korean, a little bit of Japanese, a little bit Chinese. Okay. But I'm fluent in the first five. And I can read, wow. write, and talk, conversate in it. Knowledge is power. Um, mm -hmm. I've been married five times. I got 21 babies. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. afford to give up. <laughs> you mean 21 your kids, right? Not grandkids. Yeah. Uh, no, 21 my children, son and daughter. Modus is 41. Okay. And um, seven girls out of all that. Anyway, um, so I brought people on board who taught me. They looked at my business up and down as if I was one of their Fortune 50 companies, not mm -hmm. 100, 500. We're talking about 50. Those are the top of the line. And they taught, they looked my company up and down and, 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 and advised me as if I was one of those. And I've been able, you know, how everybody just became virtual and, and remote. I've been doing this since 2010. <laughs> I didn't need to transition to COVID. I'm at home. Always right. been like that, you know? So I've been doing podcasts before the podcast. I've been doing podcasts since, since 2010. You know, I got over 600 episodes. It's called Top Star Hip Hop Radio. Power Talk with OG. Just Google it. Anyway, um, through all that, I met great people. Technology brought me, I'm friends with one of the foremost uh, uh, data scientists in the world. You could Google him, Dr. Kirk Bourne. I met him through mm -hmm. CBJ. He is an astrophysicist, PhD, and he's a chief lead data scientist of Bulls Hamilton Island, the foremost world consulting firm in DC. That's who the president call, called when the pandemic hits. Right. Um, uh, uh, Christopher Shrove, he's one of the foremost venture capitalists in the Middle East. His son, 
uh, intern for a couple episodes on my radio on podcast. I met them through the venue of social media. I found out I have a knack for social media. And tw- now, there's a, the pivotal point in my life really was in 2015, in which I made it here in the entertainment music sphere. Um, uh, that was when the, the heat with Gucci was locked up. We ran his social media for uh, uh, almost a year until I, I screwed up. I disobeyed the rules and got pulled the plug, but we did it. And um, uh, I had a hashtag, Mafia Gang, because um, I, I interviewed the lady named Bonnie Bonner. She's from Atlanta, mm-hmm. a white, beautiful lady, queen. Uh, her son was, was a musician, and we talked. She was instrumental in bringing the hashtag to Facebook and Instagram and making it popular. She taught me some tricks. My hashtag Mafia Gang had over 94.6 million impressions. Also, mm-hmm. the show Empire um, debuted. And in and, and the facts of it, it says, who is um, Empire based on? Indy or Major? They mentioned Sean, Diddy, Combs, Puffy Combs at that time, um, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, Jay-Z, and then the fourth name said OG Mac Drama. Could you not mm-hmm. about to pay for that? You can't pay for that. Even if right. it wasn't, to be mentioned with those moguls, right. it's, I, what else can I do? Um, mm-hmm. I was also mentioned in Data Science Central, a leading data uh, science uh, magazine, protocol, uh, the top 50 accounts to follow on Twitter. They had Microsoft, uh, Amazon, AWS, you know, um, Oracle, uh, right. you, uh, you name it, tech and tech. And then wow. at number 30, guess what name set was there? Your name. OG Mac Drama. I mean, <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. It's crazy. I was like, and, and, and not that I know as much as them. I understand social media. I Googled it. I, I tweeted it. My voice was loud. This is theirs. And so on a logarithm that uses only raw data, boom. And um, I wrote, and I started becoming a student of data science through Dr. Kirk Bourne and Stevie J. And um, mm-hmm. I wrote, I, I'm a layman at it. Uh, predictive analytics, blockchain, you know, Internet of Things, um, I'm, I'm cloud, data money. I'm, I'm big on that. Cryptocurrency, I knew about that before anyone else did, you know, except for mm-hmm. my mentors. And I, I got in early. Think about that. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, um, so uh, I learned that to, to be really effective in this new millennials, Generation Z, all that, right. we have to harness and embrace technology. How many exactly. people of color do you think are involved in this? I've been to symposiums where I'm the only black person in there. Okay? Right. And, and the women of color, even less. Of, of course, it'd be stereotypical Asians and all that, you know, but they, a lot of them mimic, you know what I mean? Not knocking them, but you know, it is what it is. But of us, there's no one involved in the STEM. So there's a big push for us to be actively involved. So anybody watching this, forget about music and science, technology, technology. The digital age is upon us. We're in a right. digital revolution. Today is one, tomorrow, the, the whole paradigm could change. Think right. about that. And so um, uh, going forward, I use my music as just a door to embrace other technologies, to meet and greet people. And I'll, and I'll, I'll leave it this, then let you ask me anything. I really come to the peace with myself because um, I recently had five heart attacks. Um, yeah. 
at four last year and won two weeks ago. Um, oh. And I look this great. Yeah. It's, it's a genetic look. look. I, I don't look my age, and I'm old enough to be probably your, your, probably your daddy's age. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you your lady. I, you're not actually your age. You're beautiful, by the way. Thank I'm a flirt you. to watch out. <laughs> oh, I turned 30 this year, so I'm going into my 30s this year. September. Oh, you're a baby. You're a boss. <laughs> what? Oh, you're a baby. Huh? I don't feel like it. Oh, no, you're a baby. I mean, life is just now beginning for you. Embrace it, enjoy it, and just stay focused. If throw some curveballs, but them curveballs cur you need. I tell people I'm the sum of the good, the bad, and the ugly. If not, I will not be me. Wow, that's good advice. I needed that because, yeah, 2020 were some curveballs, but you oh, know, yeah. got to let go people to move on to the next chapter in your life. Let me Let me say this to you. Look mm -hmm. around you. Look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't really complain except my ex-wife. One, of, I've been married five times. My last ex-wife, she really gets to me. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think she called my last heart attack because I <laughs> let her not. You know, we argue too much. I still <laughs> love the woman, but you know it is what it is. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I didn't treat her right though. I'll be honest. I was at home. If you don't play, if you don't stay, someone else plays. It is what it is. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, so uh, um. I, I figured this out. No matter what you're going through, and this mm -hmm. is a, a, a gospel song, but mm -hmm. I think it's the Hawkins family that sings it. One of them, um, uh, be grateful. Because right. God is with you. No matter what you're going through, be grateful because there's someone who's worse off than you. Yes, yes. I'm, I had five heart attacks. There's someone who had one who's dead. Mm -hmm. My daughter was kidnapped. There's someone who kid with kidnapped, they never got him back or her. I did. I've been shot nine times. The only other person I know, but I know this one guy got shot 23 times. He's still alive too. <laughs> he's in Switzerland. Um, wow. but there's someone who got shot one time. He's dead. Mm -hmm. She's dead. So how am I gonna complain about mm -hmm. life? My right. worst moment could be heaven to him, her, Adam, Eve, Adam, Steve, whatever. Y'all don't care about that stuff, you know. <laughs> My worst moment could be having Nirvana to them. Mm -hmm. So what are we to do to complain? And as black people, we have had it bad. Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter and, and this dual, come on, the, the, the assault on the Capitol. When Black Lives Matter was there, they were getting beat up with bat batons. Right. Only one person, God rest his soul, that white woman who they shot through the window, but you should know better being on Capitol. If it had been us, it would have been a massacre. <laughs> oh, here. The whole world I, seen the dual justice, you know, I, so, but even still, even still, let's not complain about it. Let's mm -hmm. rise above it. Let's be noble because we mm -hmm. are noble people. When most of the world was, was scouring in caves, we had Timbuktu, Memphis. We had the great kings and queens of Africa building mm -hmm. civilization. Let us not remember our birthright. And it's the world's birthright because we spread it throughout the world. Pyramids are everywhere. So we mm -hmm. touch the globe. So let's remember, as a noble people, sometimes you go up and sometimes you go down. Right. Well, that's life. Let's not forget who we are. Let's embrace our differences and, and embrace what we have in common. Yes. You are queen. And as such, let's quit putting each other down. Right. Stop being negative. Let's stop hating on each other. Every other group, I told you when I grew up with, around, around the Hasidic Jews, they right. helped each other. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I got that, like you, you got that Uber. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. Be like, you need a ride, sister, brother? Okay. Right. Let's be like that. But it, it's easier said than done. We got to rethink, retrain, and we got a whole generation of kids that have no life skills that mm-hmm. we got to really, we, we forget the justice system. Let's give our people a break. Tell them to come right. home from prison and don't look on them. Someone's getting high. They don't know what they've been through life. People from Vietnam got high like crazy. Cause they've been through stuff. Exactly. Don't, don't judge a person for the actions. Judge them why they got there. Really, don't judge my system. First, learn why they got there, and the system to come up out that living grave. Right. Now, to you, oh, Come one on. other thing. One other thing. I'm a writer. Um, I, uh, I got articles out, and yeah. Twitter, Twitter took away my my verification once, and I was like, I'm still G my drama. What does that mean? Why did did they tell you why? Well, someone was hating. Remember, someone always hate. Remember, um, this disruptive technology, I'm a disruptive person. I don't follow the normal pattern. And if someone <laughs> says no, I make a yes. Whether you, I don't know is a bad word to me. And I learned that from the Jewish lady by last name of Gerber. Okay? Right. <laughs> so no is a bad word to me. It does not exist in my vocabulary. <laughs> I, I, I make it happen. So I got with somebody, they caused an effect. But um, so I said, I'm still not who I am. They said, oh, you broke a policy. What policy was that? Took them two years to respond. And I was two years, I said, it took you two years to, to, to uh, find out I'm penalized? Give me a break. But ever right. since then, they don't, they don't they, I wrote an article, and they don't uh, verify people no more unless you come out the gate strong. Um, but I said, there should be a third party oversight to really take pure, that's after I learned about big data, pure analytical data, crunch it up and say, this person is somebody who, who's important in their industry. Not saying we're all better, but they are an expert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Six months later, at the article, Google came out with their knowledge panel. It's, it, it does everything I said. Uh, remember, I, I sent you my knowledge panel link. I didn't build that. Google did by taking stuff from the internet and boom. And now everybody who's major is claiming their Google panel. You can thank Mac Drama for that. I rest yeah. my case. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do mine because I saw that. Everybody seems to have one. I got to, you know, do mine because I have so much fun on social media. So we're going to be fine. What, is, what, what, is, what, are you, what name are you mostly know by? The show's name or what? Kayla got the 411. That's my okay, let me see. Let me see what I can pull up. And then we're going to go into your conclusion too because I know you're in school. So we're going to talk about what you have going on now. You know, we went through your story. You went through your highs and your lows. So what's going on with Mac Drama right now? The interview well, I story. Told you I dropped out of law school. I wanted to be a lawyer mm-hmm. one time. Uh, I, got a, I got kids who are in college, leaving college, wanted to start it. Um, online, I earned, a couple of years ago, I earned my MBA. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm also now learning uh, my MIT, Master's in Information Technology. Mm-hmm. Slow going because um, I, I had to take some uh, <clears throat> residual classes and everything, but I'm doing it. I'm making, um, I'm becoming the expert I want to be when it comes to information technology. But mm-hmm. Kayla, say it again. Kayla got the 411. Yeah. Is that one word or separate? Separate. Let me see. Let me see. You know what? You got enough contact, content that's got to be pulled together. And I'm surprised it didn't happen. We'll talk offline about that. Okay. okay? So, There's certain things you can do. 
But go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. Thank you so much because I really need that. But before we end the show, I know, how would you explain to people that may be like a little confused between, you know, Brick Squad and um, the, the, both of the labels and stuff like that. They may okay. be confused about it. You know, I know it was some like, there's considered like a newer part and the older but, part. But if, you, if y'all saw what happened, Waka Flock and Gucci got into it. Yeah. And people chose sides. I chose ride with Gucci. You know, Flocka opened the door for me. Um, mm-hmm. Why Gucci let me in? Maybe he did the spot walk, Walker. But there was a division. But um, I'm here to say I'm original 1017 and and new or old is still one squad. The right. only difference, the only difference is 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 when someone came on board. But we're all one family. You know what I mean? Oh. We got no beef. We got no problems. We may not all get along, but yeah. you know, we may not ride together. But it's still one family. I would like one day for us to have a reunion. If 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 Flocka and me and Gucci can sit down and bury the hatchet, Gucci and Flocka and me and Flocka, I got no problem with Gucci. That's the, you know, he's a big homie like me. Um, Flocka, and I'll tell you this is what happened. Not not Flocka's a good guy. He's I love that's my little brother. Um right. what happened is, you know how what happened people win win the lottery? They never had it, it goes <laughs> to the head. So yeah. when you get a whole bunch of urban youth who become famous and are rich millionaires overnight, just mm-hmm. over. They all think they're OG like me. Now, there's only one of me. Trust me. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I, happened. It's just egos. That's all. Yeah. But all is forgiven. We love each other. We may not I like each other. May talk crap on each other. Let me tell you something. Uh, everybody's still alive, and we all got the power to to make it not. So it's all talk. Right. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's a, everybody's, you know, seem to be in a good point. So thank you for yeah. explaining to people because um, when you came in Clubhouse, everybody was like, I was like, I was just curious, like, who is, because I'm from the South, and I was like, I never had heard of you before. Mm-hmm. So I think I probably was too young. Yeah, if you, the, the, the streets know who I am, the fans yeah. don't because it's dip, the fans follow Gucci and, and Wap, but the streets, they know the online story, you know what I mean? There's yeah, some but, people don't know that squad got divided, you know, but like, oh, well, Gucci and Flocka, you know, I don't say nothing, you know what I mean? But I'm saying it to you because you asked in a respectful way. Other people are like, but you are a very established person. Brandon gave me the whole one one on your stuff, and just how um we just had when you came into Clubhouse, you were very professional. You were dropping gems, and um I was like, I really, really want to do an interview with this. So thank you so much for even you know agreeing to be my first guest for this segment. So I have a question for. I'm going to be asking everybody this: If you had to give yourself a title for your own story, what would it be? Well. I, he said that. What book? And my book is called Always Comes Up Smelling Like Red Roses. My family said that. They say in Spanish, um, uh, que yo siempre yo me caí en la mierda y siempre yo subo como una rosa. I always fall into, can I cuss or not? Yeah, you can cuss. Yeah. I always fall into shit, but I always come up smelling like a red rose. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm actually, it's a book I've been writing for the past six years, but my life is an ever-changing story. This right. recently, I had a COO. I'm not gonna mention her name because I'm not gonna knock a queen down. Who I was grooming for 15 years to take over. Turned out she was doing some, 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 something unauthorized. So I brought oh. a new queen, and so I'm always, always realigning. You know, because I believe men, men, we're we just walking around trying to be pompous. Women right. are the heart. If God had a sex, sex, he'd be a female. I really <laughs> believe that. Seriously. Wow. Hey, I like that. They know that uh, Ariana Grande got a song like that called God is a Woman. <laughs> you know, hey. So I like yeah. that. That's pretty dope. 
So thank you so much for being my first guest. Oh, thank guest. you for having me. I'm I'm blessed. I'm honored. You know, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm just a bunch of talk, but you but are. You, you know, I feel like, you know, sometimes people always think they got you figured out, but I'm very big on, you know, everything that you've been through, I'd rather you tell your own story. So that's why I'm giving everybody the opportunity to tell their own story. Don't let anybody else tell your story before you tell your own oh, yeah. story. And, and, and I, I tend to let people not figure me out because I learned this in the streets. Always keep them guessing. You'll always be one step ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great advice. Hey, y'all. Just want to say thank you so much for watching the show. Hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to like, comment, share, and of course, hit that subscription button. I am grateful for every view, whether you like me or you don't. And don't forget, I got a podcast too. There are exclusive episodes on that podcast, so don't forget to go check that out as well. They are on Spotify, iTunes, Our Heart Radio, Pandora. Baby, I'm everywhere, okay? And follow me on social media. I'm Kayla Got the 411 on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr. Baby, like I said, I'm everywhere. Thank you again for watching the show, and I'll see you on the next episode of Kayla Got the 411.